Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? <sighs> Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 133 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. We are back, and I am, of course, joined my, by my wonderful friend and co-host, Ray. How are you doing, Ray? Uh, it, I am surviving, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? How's your semester going? Um, it, <laughs> It's been crazy. Um, <laughs> next time I say that I'm going to do two shows on the same weekend, somebody needs to just hit me over the head and tie me up in a back room until the semester is over. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Uh, we did two shows. We did uh, Taming of the Shrew with the sophomores, and we did um, She Kills Monsters with the juniors, which was a great show, but they could have both been better for a number of reasons, <laughs> not not the least of which was we were doing two shows. Oh man! <laughs> but but hey, learn, learning experience. Uh, right. The kids did a good job, and uh, a lot of people because I've I've talked about she kills monsters on this show before, and uh, a lot of people have said that they really thought it was good. It's the kind of show that that you don't see very often, but they felt like it was important to get that kind of positive message out there. So, you know, overall it was a success, but I'm exhausted and I've still got a week of school left. <laughs> oh, yeah. He survived. So that's, you know, <laughs> that's step, that's step one. How about you? Yes. Uh, same. I mean, it's, 
I, I'm over the, the hump of the semester. I mean, like yourself, I've got about a week left. Um, so I'm in the thick of finals at the moment. Um, just a lot of balls in the air, you know, just mm-hmm. between work and the recruitment season and MFA classes going on and then stuff outside of work and school. Um, I, we talked uh, recently about how I am moving again. This will be my third move in the last two years, which is just really wearing me down. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I grew up in, in LA and Boyle Heights and, and for most of my life I've lived, uh, in a, in a building that is actually owned by my parents or my family rather. And, uh, I just, you know, you, you take that sort of stability for granted, you know, yeah. uh, I feel like I'm getting a good taste of, of the kind of, um, uh, displacement that I think a lot of people go through nowadays. And, mm-hmm. uh, wow, just, you know, having a place to call your home that you feel comfortable and settled in just means so much. And so I know I'm sure a lot of people listening know this. It's just kind of what I'm experiencing right now and in the thick of, um, thankfully I'm really lucky that, you know, I do have options available and I've got a place, you know, that I'm moving to that I'm really excited about. So it's just, it's just the, the constant motion, you know, the never quite feeling settled and getting to, to, to plant your feet down and, and get into a good rhythm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited because I think you know all things are pointing that that this is going to be a good move. So um, when you add that on top of the paintings that I'm making and the students that I'm working with and everything else, the travel thankfully is done for the semester. I've got I've got a spring trip, but that's not for you know a few months from now. So nice, uh, just like you, like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> 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 and, and standing at the end of that light is is the Christmas tree. <laughs> and it's like just as soon as we get out of the school thing, we're like, oh crap, it's the holidays. <laughs> How did this happen? Totally, no one can ever accuse of accuse either of us of not having full lives, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you been able to to sneak in any geekery this uh, this last couple of weeks? I have, I have. I finally took up your your recurring suggestion uh, to me to check out um, online comics, and that has been like a revelation for me. Like it has totally changed the way I travel because, um, you know, I, I take my iPad everywhere I go uh, on the road for work reasons anyway, mm-hmm. and now I've got you know graphic novels that normally would add weight to my to my bag and and you know that I have to carry everywhere. Now they're all in that same device. So it's just like, it's been awesome. Um, there's so much now that I want to read. <laughs> like there's <laughs> my list, dude, my list went from like two or three things to like 20 things now that I have this iPad everywhere I go. Um, so it's been great. I've been reading um, Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen series, which is like, I think he got to like three or four volumes on that. And I downloaded, downloaded all of them onto the iPad. Right. So I've been making, through that yeah which has been really cool because i remember reading the first volume when it came out years ago and so it's kind of nice to dip back into that and and just remind myself of those stories and then go on into the next one so that's what i've been doing that and also um catching up with uh the marvel netflix series now that you know the news has come out that um they're slowly i think they're being all canceled right have you read about that yeah they're all being canceled i think a lot of that's because of the disney streaming stuff that we're going to be getting like right, we're going to take right. everything off of Netflix so 
Netflix yeah. isn't interested in producing stuff that's not going to be on their network. Yeah, Disney streaming services, I think it's going to be called Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, of course, they're going to want to, you know, Disney, which means Marvel, which means Lucasfilm, is is going to want to gather all of that stuff under their own streaming service. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing it, it, it was it really was kind of for me uh, reality when they canceled Daredevil and they announced that Daredevil, Daredevil is not going to have a fourth season. Yeah, because that was like the one that started it. You know what I mean? Um, and I also read today that there was some language worked into the contract between Marvel and Netflix when this whole, you know, w- venture started with, with these uh, shows that after a, a title has been, or a show has been canceled, um, neither party is allowed to sh- feature that character again in anything for the next two years. Oh, wow. So yeah. well then then that that makes sense because Marvel's like, all right, let's cancel this stuff now so that we can start rolling it out in as soon as possible. Exactly. Yeah. And so for like Daredevil was just canceled. So that means that absolute earliest we can get anything Daredevil is gonna be two years from now. And for Jessica Jones and Punisher, which still have whole seasons that are that are set to premiere on Netflix. Um, it's going to be, you know, two years from whenever that happens, if and when they cancel those shows. Yeah. Crazy. The so, the business end yeah. of all our fandoms. Right. I, I, I can't help but feel, you know, just because Marvel has been able to create so much goodwill from their fan base with their films and all their different ventures that it, it just means we're in store for something really good in the future. Not that these series weren't really good. I've re- I'm Daredevil was awesome. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed some of the other series as well, or certain seasons, but I don't know. I just have so much faith in Marvel that they're going to, they're going to just be really cool with these characters, you know, themselves. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to see them do some bigger and better things with them. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. So that's what I've been up to. Um, you had two shows going on. Did you have any time? (laughs) I did because (laughs) I have a, I have a two hour drive in and a two hour drive home. <laughs> so you got like four hours less in a day to yeah. do all the stuff you're doing. Well, I, I just fill it with podcasts and and what my latest obsession has been is I went back and listened to um all seven audiobooks of the Harry Potter series. Oh that makes sense. That puts another conversation of ours into context. Oh oh yeah, because I am I am like I, I have admitted that I am a geek, and when I get into geeky mode on something, I go I go ham on it, and I have been so like hardcore Harry Potter this last two months that uh, I think people are starting to get tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're in it. You're I in it. it. I am in it. I am like I have embraced my Hufflepuffness. I have, I am part of a Hufflepuff pride Facebook group that is just like spams the memes all day. And that is what is getting me through the semester. (laughs) You are, you are talking to a complete Harry Potter, uh, uh, neophyte, right? I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm nothing Harry Potter whatsoever. Uh, I know that people 
identify by the certain houses, mm-hmm. is it? Yep. Do you, is it, do people just get to decide based on like their personality or what they like, or is it by like birth date or something? How do you know? Well, you go on and you go on to Pottermore, which is the Harry Potter official website and you take a quiz and they place you in your house based on that quiz. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, but I mean, in, in the, in the story, the, the sorting hat kind of takes into account your, your preference. So, you know, if if you really don't like the house you got into, you know, you can you can call yourself whatever you want. Nobody's going to go onto your your profile sure. and check. So, and I I the the way it works is, you know, Harry Potter and all of them are Gryffindors, and all the bad guys in the movies are Slytherins. So, a lot of people want to be in one of those two houses, and the ones that kind of get locked around are the Hufflepuffs. And um, and so I had the experience when I got started a couple of years ago that I think a lot of Hufflepuffs have where you're expecting to get Griff- Gryffindor, you want to get Gryffindor, and then you get Gryffindor or you get Hufflepuff. And for like two seconds, you're disappointed until you kind of think about it and you're like, yeah, no, no, I'm a, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> That's great. It's kind of like the uh, the, the Briggs-Myers test of uh, of literary geeks yeah it, it really is and it's funny because uh uh two of my uh friends at work are are hardcore geeking out with me and so we've been just like sending harry potter memes back and forth to each other to to get through <laughs> the last couple of weeks so so that's been fun and i i was going to um restart the audiobooks and interspersed the chapters with like reread podcasts where like people talk about rereading the, you know, like what insights they got. Like I'm, I'm going yeah. hardcore on this uh, Harry yeah. Potter. That's what I did when I rewatched Mad Men and I went to uh, AV Club's website and just after each episode read their breakdown and review of each episode that they published back in the day when it was first airing. So, yeah. Yeah, so well, I I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was getting so so annoyed by these people, and, and so all I could think of was I was like, well, Ray hasn't lis- hasn't read or listened to these books, so right? Really, really, all we have to do is have him start reading the books, and then we can do a reread podcast. And then I stopped myself because I was like, no, Joe. <laughs> No more podcasts. You don't have time for the podcast to have. <laughs> I mean, I might want to. I might try to talk you into that at some point in the future when I get around to this. I'm. I, I know this is gonna gonna uh, vex you a little, but I'm still split between watching the movies or or listening to the books. And and the reason for that, and I know I've explained this before, but the the books are so much denser and have so much more story within them, right? The movies are kind of a condensed version of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I can watch the movie and enjoy the movie as a new thing and read the book and still enjoy the book because I'm getting more as opposed to if I read the book and then watch the movie, there's not really any surprises left in the movie. Does that make sense? I, I understand that, and because you're such a, a movie file, I can kind of say maybe you could go that direction. But I, uh, being objective, there are some Harry Potter movies that are not great. 
Okay. And I would hate for you to go through and watch the movies and then go, oh, I really have no interest in reading the books because yeah. you didn't care for the movies. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm kinda telling on myself here a little bit, but as I've been catching up with these Marvel Netflix shows, there have been a couple seasons where I'm like, you know, washing dishes or folding laundry while while <laughs> going on. You know, I mean, I feel like with Daredevil, I, I enjoyed that series so much that I can sit and you know, with a, some popcorn or chips or whatever and just sit and watch it. But that first season of Iron Fist, man, like, oh man, it was on. You know, I watched. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> exactly, it took place. You know, um, but uh, you know, I, I also had other things going on, so I, I was following along. So maybe, I mean, with the movies, maybe you could give me a heads up ahead of time and be like, lower your expectations for this movie, and then maybe that that might actually contribute to my enjoyment of it because you know, as we talked about many times before our expectations factor in a lot, right? Like our level of expectation. Um, yeah. Factors into how much we enjoy something. So, well, I think, I think it's universally accepted that the second one's the worst. Um, oh. yeah. It, so it happens. The good thing is it happens early. I do think that they get better as they go on. I think okay. the first one's good because it's the magic of the first one, but it's also not as dark as the rest of the series, which I know is something that you like in your movies. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so you're going to have to get through the the sugariness of the first one and the mediocrity of the second one. And then I I, think from the third – I haven't watched the third one in a while. We just finished the second one a couple – like a week or so ago. Okay. Um, But as I go through, I'll I'll try and kind of recall what I thought about them and and pass that on for for expectation purposes. Cool. I'm excited because I have a a solid two weeks off. Uh, for the holidays and I feel like, you know, I'm going to be painting, I'm going to be moving, but at the end of the day, I'm going to want to sit down and just kind of veg out and enjoy something. And so I think this is a perfect opportunity to do this. Also, you know, moving and, and painting is also conducive to listening to a, a, a book on film. So, I mean, a, a book on audio. So maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I honestly think, I think you will at the very least enjoy the world she creates because she does like some really amazing world building stuff. Yeah. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Which brings me to the other thing that I've been trying to do a little bit is I, I completely failed at NaNoWriMo this year. (laughs) Oh God. That was, yeah. I was shocked when you brought that up again. Well, I just figured I'd do it as part of school stuff, and it was going to be fine. And I get my kids. One of my kids finished the fifty thousand words a week before November was over. <laughs> like, like she just blew through them. She was like, "Yeah, I was bored over Thanksgiving, so I just wrote." And I'm like, "That's amazing!" Shout out to that student. Jeez. <laughs> but, um, but I I learned a lot about my writing, and writing fast is not the way I get pleasure out of writing. So we, we will, we will be doing something different next NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was, that was rough. But um, I also felt like I've, I've got a story in me that I want to get out and I tried to do it for NaNoWriMo, but I'm too invested in it. Yeah. And that's not, that's not what you want to do for NaNoWriMo. So it got me thinking about world building and I know you and I talk a lot about like diversity and, and stuff. And, and because of Harry Potter, because of just kind of, you know, the, the She Kills Monsters play, I've been in a little bit of a fantasy um, kick. Yeah. And 
Ray, there is no diversity in fantasy. <laughs> Man, you said a lot there. Yes. I like and and I was like, you know what? If I'm going to world build for some like short stories and stuff to start writing, I'm like I want to make sure I'm world building in a a diverse way. And there are no resources and there is nothing that I can find that is like, here are some tips on how to do this well without falling into the pitfalls. And like, there's just, there's just nothing. Yeah. And it's very frustrating. Isn't it amazing once you uh, kind of acquire, do the work to acquire a new lens with which to see Mm -hmm. the world, just what you see that you, you never noticed before. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, and it's and it's it's infuriating because I'm like there are so many great like stories to be told out there and you know and I'm catching myself because I'm like you know all the fantasy that I've ever been exposed to is very eurocentric. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to break out of that without falling into stereotypes or yeah. you know like or or you know, usurping somebody else's culture. So it's like, I, I need to find, and if anybody listening to this has resources on how to, how to world build with diversity, yeah, I would greatly appreciate it. Cause I can't, I can't find them. And I, granted I just started, but I'm a pretty quick researcher. Yeah. Like I've got some good goo going and I, nothing, no, no Facebook groups. No. Um, I mean the Facebook groups that I've found are like, you know, here is our diverse fantasy properties, which is great. I'm definitely going to start looking into those. But I need, I need a here's how to world build without falling into the standard tropes and pitfalls. Yeah, those those standard tropes and and cliches and character and story cliches sometimes are so hard to avoid. It, it you know, all the, the stuff that I complain about. You know, I see coming. I see coming from a mile away when I'm, you know, uh, taking in a, another story. When I start to create my thing, I'm like, oh, they're they're. I'm doing the same things that I mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. If anyone has a recommendation for a resource with that, I'd be really interested in, in checking that out as well. Um, that's cool. That you, you know, you're nothing if not ambitious. Jeez. <laughs> it's the Aries in me. Like <laughs> I charge in full throttle and then give up. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> cool. Well, I think I just explained myself to all the people who know me and they're like, Oh yeah, that is Joe. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but, you know, that's how we get to cram in so much fun, you know, uh, into the semesters where we're also just like swamped. Like we have been. Right. Right. We just make it happen. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame and the trailer and what we're excited about, which is all of it. (laughs) And we'll be back. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. 
Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast today. And we are back. And uh, this week, I believe, is the week that our geek to geek friends have posted their year in review. I absolutely love, um, yes, the most, uh, it's their episode called The Most Delightful Sandwich I've Ever Eaten or I've Eaten in Years. <laughs> It's their year at Geekery, and honestly, guys, like you could just if you don't ever listen to the Geek to Geek podcast, just go listen to their year in review and their mid year review podcasts because they're just delightful. They're just wonderful. <laughs> um, so that's that's the one I want to highlight this week. Is go go check them out. We, however, are going to be talking about the Avengers Endgame trailer. Yes. Um. And I'm not going to say that we're going to spoil anything, but we are going to be guessing, and we might be right on some things. So just <laughs> be warned. Turns out we might be good at this, and uh, maybe <laughs> we'll maybe. I, of course, I, none of the stuff that I guessed was going to happen in Infinity War actually happened, and I was not upset about that at all. It was that awesome. No, we we really didn't call it at all, Ray. Like we were bad. Like like if we were putting bets down, we would have lost our shirts. Nothing about the Soul Stone, about cameos, about story. None of it. <laughs> so you know what maybe you know take that that spoiler warning with this grain of salt maybe we're just gonna talk and nothing none of it's gonna, <laughs> gonna come true at all um, i'm gonna throw one thing out there that we do know that we didn't know before um based on the trailer and this is why i say spoilers is that apparently um uh I'm going to mispronounce the name. I think it's Shuri or Suri. Shuri. Yeah, Shuri. Shuri. Shuri is, is one of the uh, casualties of the snap. That was such a bummer. Yeah, no, I'm really like, which kind of supports the idea that there's just basically one from each franchise outside of the main. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the comics, doesn't she takes up the mantle of, of black Panther, right? Yeah, and that's totally what we had called. Remember, we uh, were like, "Oh, th that's going to be the excuse, like, like she's going to be surviving, and so she's going to become the Black Panther to yeah. to rule over the remaining Wakandans, and then yeah. he's going to come back, and they're going to be like, okay, now what do we do?'" Yeah, I wanted that. I wanted Cherry in the Black Panther suit so badly, um, but you know, there the, in the trailer, and I mean, we're we're going to go through it uh, more in depth in a minute, but. They they seem to be surprised by the the uh, appearance of Ant Man, so right. you know maybe everyone that they think is gone is is maybe not really gone. I don't know. Well, I think the only reason why they were surprised by Ant Man is he was stuck in the the quantum realm. Quantum realm. So they didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't know that. What? Um, I totally forgot. I've heard somewhere 
that it was coming out like the next day or, or I think cause they, they released the trailer for Captain Marvel in the same week. Right. Which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is awesome. I love yeah. that trailer. I can't wait for that movie. It looks so badass. Um, and I, and I heard in reading about that trailer, you know, I read a couple of places that said, Oh my God, Marvel's releasing, you know, the, the Avengers trailer later this week. That's like, Three Marvel trailers, like in one week. I think there was another one. It might have been Enter the Spider-Verse, or maybe it was something else. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. So it's coming out. But I think because there had been so many false, you know, uh, 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 declarations out there that, oh, we're getting the Avengers trailer, we're getting the Avengers trailer, and it never happened, I, it just slipped my mind. I just forgot about it. I forgot to anticipate it on Friday when it came out. Well, it, they, it was announced by our uh, our wonderful listeners in Slack, who then pr- proceeded to try and beat each other to the punch of posting the trailer link. <laughs> um, so it was a whole thing. That's was so cool. Thing. That's so cool. I, I yeah. woke up and I jumped on Instagram, I think, at some point on the drive to work or I think right when I got up. And I my first, uh, uh, you know encounter with that with the trailer being out was i followed the russo brothers on instagram and they posted an image with the poster it had the title so it said avengers endgame so my thinking was they finally announced the name and i didn't connect that to well duh like that means the trailer's out so (laughs) i send you the poster thinking i'm hot shit (laughs) check it out joe i got the jump on the on the actual name and then you reply with the link to the trailer (laughs) i was like wow Joe just put his thing down. Like, okay. I, I was I was very proud of that. I was very proud of that. I'm like, what kind of reaction am I gonna get from Joe? He's gonna lose his mind. And then the trailer shows up <laughs> on my phone. I'm like, oh my God. I'm just gonna climb back into the covers. <laughs> uh, I, I, the whole, like, I honestly have to say the only thing I've been more proud of on, uh, Facebook in recent history is our conversation this morning. Like I had a, so much fun with our conversation. Just a quick sidebar. Um, instead of doing work, because I really just need to be done with this semester. Um, I was, I was on Facebook with Ray and he posts the, this, uh, link to an article that says Amy Adams is no longer going to be Lois Lane. Yeah. Which she she and mentioned I, on some in some interview recently. So it's not officially yeah. from DC, but she's like, I think I'm out. And I said I never thought she was that great as Lois Lane. When uh, when is DC just going to come out and say we want to do over? And you responded with, "There's a comment and uh, on that article that I loved." And you quoted, I, I always thought it'd make a lot more sense for Lois to put the Justice League together than Bruce Wayne. She has connection. She has the connections, the know-how. She found Clark and the motivation to continue Clark's legacy. Would have given her something to do in Justice League and wouldn't have had Bruce Wayne walking around exposing a secret identity. Which, what a great idea. Which, yeah, because and that was my response. Great point. Can that person run the DCU? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that commenter is. Um, and so then you said she's a great actress so I bet if they'd given her more to do she would have knocked it out of the ballpark I said absolutely you said Lois Lane is DC's Nick Fury (laughs) and so I said um, does she get to wear an eye patch I think she needs to wear an eye patch you laughed (laughs) 
And then I said, Q basement dwelling geek, Lois Lane never wore an eye patch. Uh, excuse me. Actually, I, Lois Lane never wore an eye patch. <laughs> With the push-ups yeah, of the glass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you said, we both know that that guy is out there somewhere. And so I said, better geek who would uh, who would want to befriend would say – I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Better geek who we would want to befriend would say, oh, yeah. And then I posted a picture. I actually found – an action comics. It's action comic. Uh, I don't see the number, but it was in August <laughs> of a long time ago. I know that's very specific, but there's a picture of her with like an eye patch and like this tiger print scarf and belt and gun. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, it is Lois Lane so as fast. It is my god, my and it's cool one. because it's a super old. It it looks like it's Silver Age or right like like image. Well, it's still action comics. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's yeah. like and and just to Superman. give credit where it's due, it was uh, Durango Savage is the user uh, at IO9 on IO9's uh, um, commenting board that made this suggestion of um, Amy Adams basically. I mean, uh, uh, Lois Lane being the de facto Nick Fury of the DC movie universe, which we both think is a brilliant idea. <laughs> Yes, I just I had to share that because com- I was laughing so hard. The, my, yeah. I was supposed to be in a team meeting, and my team's looking at me like I was insane. And I'm like, what's, it's okay. What's I'm, great I'm about talking the to Ray? That don't you don't found, mind me. Uh, you know, the cover uh, with her with an eye patch is that it's really small. Her face is drawn really small in that image. So when it first popped up for me, I'm looking at it, going, "Okay, it's a Superman cover," and it's like that delayed reveal where, like, I zoomed in and I'm like, "Oh my god, she's got an eye patch on." <laughs> he did it. He found it. <laughs> that was nicely done. Nicely done, Joe. Because you got, you got. Uh, so some somewhere out there, there is a universe where Lois Lane. I love is that Nick idea. Fury. I'm all on board with that. DC's um, version. So so Friday morning, <laughs> the trailer's out. I watched it. I was supposed to be in a meeting first time, first thing at work, and instead wow. I'm watching it full screen on my laptop in the conference room. I'm like, whatever, this needs to happen now. And as each as each of my coworkers uh, uh, that I geek <laughs> out uh, with about stuff at, at work, uh, Christian and Jason, as they each come into the conference room and see what I'm watching, what I'm watching, they then open their laptops and <laughs> bring up the, the trailer for themselves to watch. So like the Avengers trailer <laughs> is going on at three different times on three different laptops in the same conference room. Um, and we're all just making faces and freaking out. Um, what was your initial reaction to the trailer? Um, I think I always, rem- I always forget that the trailers are going to be relatively subdued as far as action goes and so i'm a little always just kind of taken back because i think as i get older i realize about myself that i really am about (laughs) superheroes blowing things up um so i was just kind of like hmm that's subdued but then i went back through and watched it and read some commentary on it and it got me really excited because i was like okay they're 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 setting us up for the fall (laughs) they are getting ready to just drop the Drop the bombshell on how we're, yeah. we're not going to be living yeah. with it's a gonna lot of It's going to be phase four. It's going to be. It's going to look very different, right? And you, you really, 
picked up on yeah. a lot of that foreshadowing at the end of Infinity War, which I did not. And it wasn't until we recorded our podcast review that, you know, listening to you talk about what you saw them kind of putting in place. It, I was like, oh, OK, wow. I didn't I didn't see the, how they were moving mm-hmm. those pieces into place. Um, but now in this trailer, like they're really underlining that. Uh, and I, you know, people, it didn't also people, like, yeah. as I started reading reactions, people were like, wow, that was really depressing. And I'm like, yeah, it, it was, I guess, very depressing. Uh, but I think that's kind of the point, right? Like they're letting us know <laughs> like bad stuff is about to happen. Well, and they have to, I mean, like we ended on a Do dark you, note. I mean, have to would you expect them then died. to feel pressure so. to not, you know, cause, cause it not kind of underline that again. You know what I mean? Because uh, people might be going kind of having like, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're just like fatigued from like the, the, the dourness of, of where this story is. But from that, from that darkness is going to come the like explosion of like excitement yeah. and like, it's gotta, it's gotta go back up. So the heat, they're starting us where they want to, they're, they're starting us right. at the end of empire right. strikes back. <laughs> they're getting us ready to go and into, I've decided um, just where I'm into return of the but, Jedi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good word. I don't know. It kind of makes me feel like kudos to Marvel for like, sticking to their guns and not feeling like, Oh, you know, we're going to lose our audience. We need to give them something, you know, we need to give them some hope or whatnot. Um, I mean, I guess we do get that in the form of Ant-Man at the very end of the trailer, but it's, it's a tiny bit. It's just a little, you know, few seconds of, you know, Hey guys, let me in. Um, it's still overall. But, but it's what they leave. It's what they leave you with though. Yeah. Like they don't leave you on yeah. the, the down point. I'm just they happy leave that you on they're a just high going point. for it. It's almost like, God, it, it's it's at this point, it's almost like just flexing on DC, going like, and we're gonna do depressing better than you. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Think <laughs> yeah, about what the dark? Marvel Cinematic we'll give you a dark. <laughs> for. It's going for the bright colors and not shying away from you know all the primaries and the costumes and all that stuff right is that oh marvel you know there's actually funny lines and these are fun light movies and they are kind of taking a chance with this whole you know the 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 grim the grittiness of of this two part uh kind of finale to to the first volume Now, I mean, obviously, they we, they start us off with um, Tony Stark leaving a, a message on his helmet for for Pepper. And do you, have you have you been seeing what's been going on between fans? Yes, of, uh, yes. Why of don't you? Avengers yes. Why don't you talk about that? Why don't you cover that? <laughs> so all of a sudden, NASA starts getting all of these tweets saying, "Hey, NASA." Tony Stark stuck in space. What are you going to do? Like go, go save him. And so uh, this is why I love whoever runs NASA's Twitter because they're, right. they're, they're just all kind in of awesome. This. this is not the first example of them being awesome, but they're all in on this. So they're like, because you know, they're all geeks too. And they're all fans. So they're like tweeting Marvel and going, all right, Marvel, here are some of the things you want to do. And they're giving like the scientific approaches on how to get Tony Stark so back cool. to Earth. 
<laughs> like just a, a whole other layer. We. Yeah, like, and then and then somebody somebody posted a picture of Tony Stark in like a or like it's an Iron Man suit, but it's a NASA Iron Man suit with the instead of the little um, triangle or circle in the middle, it's a uh, send that in the middle of his chest. It's the NASA that is amazing. symbol. That's such a NASA great idea. Symbol. I love. I will it. find it. Um, what I I did see a couple people pointing <laughs> out that uh, Tony did not was not wearing a mask at the end of, of infinity war. And so, right. Because he, he had his suit was not, is not something that he takes on and, and, or takes off and puts on anymore. It's, it's nanobytes. Right. So he's able to kind of conjure it. Um, and, and right. we saw at the end of infinity war that as he starts to lose power, um, or, or, you know, parts of the nanobytes are like blasted off of him. He has to divert the nanobytes from one part of his body to another part of his body to kind of, you know, produce the Iron Man technology. Um, and, and he was down to very little at mm-hmm. the end of infinity war so much so that most of his body, including his face was not covered by the suit anymore. Um, so some people were like, well, how did he get the a helmet? Right. And what people are saying is that, right. well, that must be what's left of the nanobytes. Like that's literally what he has left is all going towards conjuring that helmet so that, he can send uh, that message to Pepper. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, that's just kind of what I assumed. Um, another thing I, I read about that I thought you might um, appreciate was someone said that it, it could be a, an homage to a Shakespeare character. I think uh, oh, the Tempest. Think it's, uh, and they're like holding the skull. Like oh, so they're doing Hamlet. Like, Okay, cool. I was like, oh, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Shakespeare better than I do. I wonder what he would say about that. I'm not quite sure what they would be like, because if you're going, if you're going Hamlet, Hamlet's all about sanity and insanity, and um, okay. I mean, I could, I can see maybe self struggle, but that's why the reason why I said the Tempest is because the Tempest is considered. Um, Shakespeare's uh, kind of swan song of a play, and the the final mon the final monologue is supposed to be his goodbye uh, to wow, his cool. audience. That would make sense. That's that right. would totally make sense with this story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it is this is this is the end of an era, folks. We're 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 definitely losing one, oh, uh, if not Chris multiple. Chris Evans and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are gone. They're done. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if I I am I am still <laughs> not convinced that Robert Downey Jr. is gone. Cameos. Yeah, yeah, that's, he likes playing <laughs> that's Tony Stark. Way I mean, much. they used them well, like in Spider Man and like you know a couple other films where he's kind of popped in as a cameo. That's worked. Um, we're I I really I'm convinced that we're holding on to uh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. He loves playing Thor. He wants to keep playing him, right? Especially now that they've seemed to figure out, you know, those stories and that character and how they yeah, want to do that. Yeah. Um, I know we're getting a Black Widow film, right? They're like in development on that. Yeah. In fact, I saw. Uh, <laughs> I think you sent it. Um, a, um, 
an article that the oh yes, so the director that they actually interviewed for the for the position, they they kind of you know they're scouting out different filmmakers to see like who's going to be the right fit for the story we want to tell, and they interviewed uh, this one indie uh, female director. I'm going to look up her name right now, but they basically <laughs> they came to her and Marvel came to her in the meeting and said. Uh, you know, we think you'd be a good fit to tell this character's story, but don't worry about the action scenes. You don't, you don't, you, you won't need to to film those. We'll, we'll we'll get someone to do that. We just want you to focus on the character. Which, uh, depending on where they're coming from, I don't know how to take that. Well, anybody who any, anybody like you say that to anybody who's creative. Hi, we're going to give you something, but we're not going to give you all yeah. of it because yeah. we'll take care totally. of it. And it's, that's, yeah, exactly. that's a it's, red it's flag. Give the person the chance to tell the story that they want to tell, right? I mean, yeah. So, and and I I feel like, you know, if, if you're looking at it from one side, what is usually the complaint? I, even Joss Whedon, uh, I think, got complaints about the action scenes in the first Avengers, right? There were people saying it looks like, you know, television action and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so there's that, but, you know, they, they still let them do it. Well, not only that, I mean, like the thing, the great thing about the action in the Avengers movie was that you can see what's going on. Like I, that's that I said, I stopped watching the Transformer movies a long time ago for many, many reasons. Yeah. But number one was like, <laughs> yes. there was no point uh, watching Batman any of the action anyone? sequences because you could never tell what was going on. So, um, so yeah, so so we know that Black Widow is something that yeah. they're working. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I really think it, looking at the at the at the strong possibility, or or you know that that Captain America and and Iron Man are, are going to be out of the picture going forward. Um. That just keeps making me think of Heroes Reborn, man. <laughs> Here goes Joe. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so another, another, uh, another internet thing that happened this week that you and I participated in was John Cena has announced that he would totally be down for playing Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and I think pretty unanimously people are like, uh, slow the roll, John. You're <laughs> no. But I I made the yes. point that he would make a really great um it's either US Jack agent. Or John. Yeah. Which is I wanna say Jack Walker is the character's name. Yeah, it's it's uh I, I think it's Jack. And um and he is kind of this big muscle headed, like army loyal right he's like Roy soldier but with less of the moral compass than so cap has yeah pretty much and so like i could yeah i think you, and i think from what i've seen of john cena i think he would have fun playing kind of that darker character um but then somebody on the comments oh. was like heroes reborn uh it could be heroes reborn captain america because rob yeah and and I I said I Ray I never comment on these mega posts I just never do but I I replied to that guy's <laughs> comments and I oh went my God. shame on you shame on you 
Chris how Evans, drawn by Rob Liefeld. How dare you John talk Cena. about that? Totally. <laughs> totally. Yes. That is a fun game. <laughs> that needs to be a game. That needs to be a trivia night game. <laughs> what actor draw? Like, we'll pick. We'll pick a comic book artist and we'll say, okay, yes. <laughs> if this comic book artist draws this actor, who do they then become? <laughs> How about they just all <laughs> they all become John Cena? Okay, oh. so is. Is, is that our I next, love that is that idea. our next fan uh uh we want to hear from from fans like give, I love give us the bef- the before yes, life field actor the <laughs> after life field actor and yes so folks just get on the geek to tune slack or twitter or or wherever you want to find <laughs> oh us God, and give us your before and afters cuz that's oh, too good of a challenge to hear what people come up with this is going to be great <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, I have some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so the the director that Marvel went to uh, to okay. see about the Black Widow film, her name is Lucretia Martel, and she's she again she's an indie uh, film director who uh, she also signed a non disclosure, which I guess Marvel has all these different filmmakers that they approach, you know, just kind of with tentative talks. They have them all sign non-disclosure agreements about the meeting itself. So they can't even talk about what was discussed in the meeting. And she just went like a true indie, you know, rebel. She's just like, screw it. This is what we talked about, which I really appreciate. So clearly she's, you know, even if she was in line before, she's probably not going to get it. But um, yeah, it's kind of weird that they, you know, would take that approach and be like, don't do the action scenes. Uh, Get it right. Marvel. Um, God, there's so much more to go over in this trailer, dude. Um, did you notice? Because they, they they do a good job of setting up the whole, you know, Captain America, um, uh, man out of time. You know, uh, uh, they show him holding his watch that has the image of Peggy Carter in it a couple of times. Did you notice someone? I read someone on Twitter point this out mm-hmm. that it's not his hand holding the watch in in a, a big part of that trailer. It's actually Black Widow's hand. Yes. Is it really? All right. Now I have to go to that article. Yeah. I think it's that's not Captain America's blood hand. Right. So people are saying that that could mean that that's after he's gone or that's maybe Black Widow somehow gets a hold of that watch. Um, maybe because no. does he not have the fingerless gloves? Yes, is that, is that what we're being told? I love it. I, right, good on whoever picked <laughs> that up because I would have never like that's somebody who watched it multiple times, like way, on big screen TVs with <laughs> way more patience than we have. Yeah, yeah, I got I got kind of giddy when I saw that. I was like, "Oh, that's great." That's um he he well, here, I mean, in some photos he does have fingerless gloves and in some he doesn't. Um maybe Cat Chris Evans just has like really, you know, soft kind of uh slender hands. I don't know. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Evans could do no wrong. Come on. Uh do you follow him on Twitter? He's a great Twitter. No, he, he really can't. 
I saw I saw an amazing um, meme today about a guy who went into his um, and apparently it's been fact checked and is true. Went into his dentist's office. I don't know if you've seen this. He went into his de- dentist's office and he's like in a really good mood. And the guy's like, well, you're in a good mood. What's up? He's like, well, I just saw Captain America today. And it was great. It was a great movie. And he's like, oh, my what? son's in that movie. And the guy's like, yeah, right. And then he thinks about it. He's like, well, the guy's name is is Evans, Dr. Evans. And yeah, no, his, uh, Chris Evans' dad is a oh dentist. God. Where? This guy goes to, to Chris. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I would like to know because I, I would go to the dentist. That's pretty often. cool. God, how amazing would that be to just kind of stumble across that? Oh, yeah. I, I, would, <laughs> lose my, I would lose my mind. Like yeah, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to function. Um, God, there's some other stuff too. I mean, the stuff at the end with Ant Man, we already talked about how awesome that is. Uh, the question is, how does he get out of the quantum realm by yeah. himself, right? Because, and do you, do you think it's going to be like he's going to explain how he got out, or is that going to happen in? Um, I don't know, man. It could be, you know, it could be a major plot point. Or it could just be as simple as, you know, his, his homie, the security guard gets him out. I mean, you know, we're all, we're all just kind of like guessing here. Um, it could some people have theorized that, you know, part of his solution for, for getting out himself out of the quantum realm is going to lead to the time travel aspects of, uh, of Avengers Endgame. Cause there's, yeah, yeah, definitely. That- yeah, that's definitely totally. a theory. Yeah, I don't know because again, Captain Marvel set in the nineties, so we don't know what that means for getting her into. The uh, maybe it's just because reality. I'm so pumped for this Captain Marvel movie at this point, but I I'm not for some reason I'm not anticipating hardly any connection to Infinity War in the Captain Marvel film. It seems like there's enough story there just no, I, about her that maybe we'll just do like a, mm-hmm. a, a, a what is it called? A um, stinger. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to get two stingers. I think one is like usually they do one that's like the like plot relevant yeah. and one that's kind of funny. I wouldn't be surprised if we got one that is – ant-man related and one that is um message well message message from um fury yeah because i remember when ant-man and the wasp came out a lot of us were thinking that half the that movie's plot was going to be about infinity war and it wasn't at all right it was not until the stinger that we got any connection to infinity war so uh i'm kind of i think maybe because of that I'm, i'm expecting a similar thing with captain marvel which i'm like dude this i'm psyched enough just about this character and the story that they're going to tell so um yeah i i can't wait until i can't wait until we, we get that's march when and is just that? a is month that later we're getting avengers endgame it was originally going to be coming out in may but now they moved it up to march 26th dude happy birthday to me <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be so awesome um okay i i kind of i knew you were gonna just geek out about Heroes Reborn. Just just saying that title. Just I mean, you know, that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> uh, can you imagine? I explained. I had the the uh, fun 
uh, a chance to explain the Heroes Reborn storyline to my coworkers, and then ex- I got to explain Onslaught to them, <laughs> and that whole thing, right? That oh. whole story, and and how oh. you know they they cast they in in one story they cast the X Men back as like hated you know uh, uh, outsiders, right? In in mainstream culture mm-hmm. and they you know whisk all the heroes away to this you know this separate parallel universe where you know they get to be drawn by Liefeld and Lee um so that was fun explaining that whole story just seeing their eyes kind of get to go oh comics are cool I'm like yeah oh yeah they are um well you know I have that horrible horribly drawn what in the hell's going on <laughs> with Iron Man's <laughs> energy blast yep. poster in the back yep. of the classroom. And occasionally I'll have a, I'll have a kid ask me like, who is that? And I'm like, that's onslaught. Who the hell is onslaught? Well, let me tell you a story and I'll go and explain it to them. And they're like, it sounds like you hate this. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, um, why, why do you, why do you keep a poster of it up? If you hate it so much? I'm like, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's an epic story. I mean, they tried it. It's epically <laughs> um, I've also been reading uh, people's theories about how um, Thor's scientist friend Eric Selvig plays into might play into the the plot of Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, I saw that a little bit. I what saw well. One thing I saw was that apparently, way back in Thor Two: uh, The Dark World, um, there's a scene where Selvig is kind of wigging out, and he's got this chalkboard behind him and there's all these like scribbles and rants uh, on the chalkboard that actually detail a lot of the plot points of future Marvel films. So it's like, yeah, if you go back and look at that, like Selvig had like, there was clues like Selvig kind of had a lot of this figured out or whatnot at that point. Um, And one of the things, one of the chalkboard theories that's written on there is how Thor has traveled there's nine realms, and so far in in all of the cinematic universe, Thor has traveled to every realm except for one, and that is Alfheim, which is home of the Light Elves. And so people are saying that that's where Thor Thor is somehow at some point going to end up on Alfheim in, in Avengers Endgame. Interesting. Yeah, because it's the one realm he hasn't visited. Well, and. Do we know where he's supposed to be in his like solo shot in the entire trailer? Like we didn't see much of him. And a lot of people are saying that's because like in, um, in infinity war, he's kind of off doing his own right, thing. Right. That he's on this quest. I mean, he is, you know, the the one so far aside from captain Marvel, he's the one who's supposed to be able to go toe to toe with Thanos. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, in his quest and in this movie, if that kind of holds true, then, you know, he might be visiting that realm to kind of complete the whole thing. Because the two things that that kind of stand out to me in the still image that I'm looking at is one, he's in street clothes. And two, I have no idea where he is, but it looks like it's on like a Star Wars. Yeah, right? He looks like he's on the set of TH-1136 or what, THX-1136, which is a <laughs> George Lucas's a, a film, before pre-Star Wars film. Um, and three, he's ripped. 
Thor is Chris has yes. Chris Hemsworth is massive. <laughs> it could I don't know. Part of it could be the bulk from the, the the street clothes that he's wearing. But man, you see him outside of playing Thor, and he's not like a, a he's tall, right? Like he's got the clearly he's got the the bone structure to support all this muscle he puts on for the character of Thor, but that's not his natural body. Well, I mean, you know, that's one of the primary reasons why Chris Evans doesn't want to play Captain America right, anymore. Right? right. Yeah. Like he's tired of having to maintain yeah. the body, which he, you know, like will be a loss. <laughs> Can you imagine having to just like be on that regimen for so many years? Ugh. No, no. They even like when they know that they're going to be filming like a shirtless scene or whatever, like they will do like very specific, like fasting, like at certain times, like they have it down to a science, right? And they have these nutritionists and these trainers. So like, they'll get you down to like, you know, 2% body fat for that scene on that day. And then they can go back to, you know, what is already a freakish six or eight percent body fat, but apparently it makes like a difference in in what you know what their body actually looks like. Well, and I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the videos where they talk about what they go through and how they like people will go and mm-hmm. do their regiments, like not them, but they'll go and try with either the same um, trainer or with somebody who knows this a similar yeah. style, and it works. But it's like six meals a day, and people are like, you know, I don't, I don't want a snack <laughs> in between meals because I can't finish the stuff I'm supposed yeah, to eat in the first yeah. place. I've, I've been on diets like that, and it's, it's a surprising amount of food that you're eating, and you're still actually losing weight. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> nice. um, anything else that you that you wanted to cover from the trailer, uh, or that you you've read about? Um, I think everything's just very like I, I more questions than than answers. I'm okay. This is my this is my guess based on nothing, right? Um, mm-hmm. I can see because of of the actor's interest and involvement, you know, going forward. I see Hulk coming back at some point and, you know, they, they, they teased us throughout the whole last film where, you know, Banner couldn't get Hulk to come back out and Hulk out. That's gotta be a reveal right. in this next film. Right. So I've got Hulk, I've got Thor because of, you know, what we talked about with Hemsworth going forward with that role and Captain Marvel, the three most powerful Avengers, right. Uh-huh. I have them going toe to toe with Thanos and kind of, them being the, the the main force that kind of defeats him or saves the day with the sacrifice of Steve and Tony. Now you don't, you don't have it going the other way around where like the, the, the theory that a lot of us had and it's become memes and everything where they, they get it all set back up to that final scene again, where Thor is supposed to, you know, he goes into the chest and Thanos says, you should have gone for the head and then Hawkeye's arrow hits him in the head. Oh, dude. Because he wasn't. That's what we didn't. That's what we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about Ronan. Yeah. He says Ronan now, but I, I, I can't imagine he's going to go through the entire movie without that bow and arrow coming. I think that's going to be the, the oh. I'm over my emo phase. Here's the bow and arrow. Let's end this because he's the he's the key that wasn't there the first time. 
you just gave me goosebumps. That's amazing. That's I can picture that shot in my head. Um, Hawkeye as Ronan was one of my favorite moments of this trailer. That is, oh, like that was so cool. Even the way they like had him like turn around, like in slow motion. He's like clearly like gone a little bit bananas, which is implying that you know his family is was snapped away, right, mm-hmm. by Thanos. Um, and it's just such a cool character. I mean, a couple people have been Ronan in, in the comics, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I know Hawkeye's one of them, and so it's really cool to see that. It's it's just nice too for that character that has such a like huge kind of cult fan base to to get that due after being gone the entire you know last film. Yeah, well, I mean, like we we all kind of knew he was gonna come back because like you can't not have him at least you know appear for a little bit. You know, you can't just like otherwise he just disappears off the franchise, and there was no point for him to yeah. be in it at all. But um, I think there's been four versions of of Ronan. Four. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Blade was Ronan for a while. Really? Yep. And uh, Red Guardian, who is, um, I believe, the kind of a, a I want to say a Russian. Um. Okay. Like, Whatever the super soldiers from Russia are. Yeah, yeah. And then Hawkeye, and then Echo, which is a character I don't know. But she's a relatively new one. Um, yeah, and it's really cool to see how, you know, he did ditch the bow and arrow, and he's using, like, swords now, like, close combat. Like, he doesn't want to be, you know, kind of removed from his victims. He's he's out for vengeance, and he's out for blood, so he's get, he wants to get up close and personal, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's just I'm really excited for where that character's arc is going to go in this film. There's so much good stuff here. I know. Um, There's a lot of fan service, you know? Yes, um, but not like pandering fan service. It's kind of like like we know you want this, so we're going to just give a little bit of it, but we're not going to give you enough. Right. <laughs> it's right. kind of like they're being, they're being big teases. Yeah. Um, that people have talked about there not being any um, – rocket in this at all rocket raccoon really yeah no he wasn't in the the trailer at all oh right they showed nebula yeah they showed nebula but not rocket that's right right i liked him paired up with thor in the last film yeah that was a great that was a great combo (laughs) wasn't it um i i keep coming back to you know you mentioned hawkeye kind of getting the last shot in at thanos um that just keeps taking me back to that great story. I know, I, I know that I've talked about it before on this podcast. Um, Grant, when Grant Morrison was writing Justice League of America, he had uh, this arc uh, called Rock of Ages, and it was basically, you know, about Darkseid or Darkseid taking over, and it's it's set in the future and it's post-apocalyptic, literally, because Darkseid has taken over, and uh, you know the justice league has been demolished and there's only a couple members here and there that are surviving. One of them is Batman. Who's been like, you know, living and working undercover, like as part of opposing as one of dark sides, you know, uh, uh, lieutenants uh, to get close to him. And just, just, you know, knowing if, if any, if anyone has read 
Grant Morrison write Batman. You know, he writes him as this like genius detective, like genius level detective. So, um, but, but even Batman, the story, um, isn't the one that, that ends up, you know, dealing the final blow to Darkseid. It's actually, um, Green Arrow Mm -hmm. and the Atom. Well, we had talked about that before because and, the, you know, the two people that we weren't seeing in any yeah. of the previews was Ant-Man and Hawkeye. Exactly, exactly. And so it like lines up. So that I think because of how much I enjoyed that story back when it was it was written, uh God, I gotta say maybe mid two thousands. Um that's the imagery that comes back to me. You know, Hawkeye and Ant-Man are kind of like the Marvel correlation to like green arrow and uh and the atom and it just it would be cool if, if those two would be you know would have a a, a kind of a, a big part of yeah. that final yeah battle. because those are the two because those are the two that we missed and because that the, the first time you told me that i was like oh that would be so cool um it, it just it, <laughs> it kind of feels like it could fit i i i think this is going to be another one of those things where we are completely off base but completely happy with whatever they do <laughs> but I even because I haven't yeah, rewatched totally. it since I saw it in the theaters. But um, but I went back to see if uh, Thanos's <laughs> helmet is off in that scene, and it is very much off. So so oh. it is not beyond the the reality that they have created. If they can get it back to that combat, then you add that one or two characters that were in it, and boom. Man, we we just did like forty five minutes on the two minute trailer. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> like, good, good job, Marvel. Jeez. Well, on that note, should we start wrapping it up? Yeah, yeah. Let's do you do have that. any shout outs for uh, for this week? You know, um, I've this is a, a I'm giving a shout out to my friend and coworker Gloria. Um, who has been, we've been hanging out a lot, um, this semester, uh, we both live in, in Santa Ana. We both obviously work in the same office. Uh, we're both artists. We actually shared a studio for a while and, you know, if anyone that spent any time around me knows that they're just going to hear me geek out about (laughs) stuff, regardless of whether or not they understand anything that I'm talking about. Um, and so, you know, Gloria definitely patiently allows me to kind of, you know, gush about these trailers and about these Marvel films. And I'm learning a lot from her actually about not just painting because she's she's a great painter, but um, also anime. She's a huge anime geek. And so it's really cool, you know, the way we've shared stories already in the past and like uh, just to, to learn from someone who like really knows a lot about that genre and that media um, so shout out to Gloria. Thank you for sharing stories with me. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun this semester. Awesome. Well, good. Shout out to Gloria. Um, my shout out is kind of just to the fans as an update. Um, you guys have been, uh, giving a lot of love to our episode with Marturia about, um, girls who code. And uh, I have been passing all of those on to, to her and just an insight into a, teenage girl during her senior year your your well wishes happen to kind of coincide with her um college applications so like i i would say hey this is the feedback people are giving you and they really enjoyed your your stint on the show and she's like you don't understand how much i needed that right now so i just wanted to send out to you guys a big a big shout out 
to uh, thank you for for um, all the love you sent to to Marturia because she has definitely appreciated it. And we're going to try very hard to get her on again at some point soon. Um, I do know until then, her one of her senior projects that she's working on is she's going through um, – this is how much I love this girl. She's going through the Twilight series on the kind of theory, and maybe we'll talk to her about this in the new year when she's done with it. But she's rereading them so that she can kind of look at it with a fresh perspective and see if it's worth all the hate um, because her feeling is that it's kind of the whole male dominated geekdom finding a thing that girls are geeking out about and shaming them for it. And so she's going back and I mean, spoiler alert. She's like, they're not good books, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of crappy comics out there yeah. too. It's a lot of crappy superhero comics out there, you so, know. So she's she's doing a really uh, like she's really going through and trying to be objective and trying to be self reflective about why she doesn't like the series. And so I'm not expecting anybody to like or appreciate Twilight or you know, but it is it is a fandom that people enjoy. So we gotta give it some. We gotta gotta let people love what they love. Um, so yeah. either we will have her back on or at the very least I will post a link when she's done to all the vlogs that she's recording for her project so that you guys can get your, That's really yeah cool. so you can get your dose of of Marturia and uh get get schooled on on how hard it is to be a a female geek if you are not one That's great all right. Um, next week, Ray and I haven't talked about this, but I think what we might do, and we've got to figure out how to get it into our schedules, but I think we're going to do the next episode as our year in review because we've always enjoyed that. That's a tradition I think we want to keep going. And usually it's the last um, episode of the year, but Aquaman comes out on the 21st. Yeah. So I think we're going to do year in review and then Aquaman. I'm seeing Aquaman a week early. Well, look at you. <laughs> yes. Apparently, Amazon Prime members, um, it was this promotion that they're doing where through a link you can search for um, uh, uh, preview showings, screenings in your area a week in advance, and, and we snag some tickets. Oh. So I'm going to see Aquaman tomorrow night. Well, congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah, on oh, Saturday night. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see this. I've heard it's bonkers, and I can't wait. Well, here's here's like this is what's going to happen. You do realize you're now going to have an entire week where you're going to want to text me about stuff, and you can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'll put it all in the notes. I'll put it all in the show notes. Uh, Sean Daly was uh, was saying that he's really looking forward to it because he's he's still holding on to DC. Like if DC, he wants DC to do well. So he's like, you know, it's doing well and the reviews are great. And I'm like, well, but let's be honest, Sean, like it's going to be good no matter what. Even if there's no story or plot, they've got a moist Jason Momoa. We're good. (laughs) It's true. And I've heard he's very moist. So, yeah. Uh, All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geekitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows such as the Geek to Geek podcast, Geek Fitness, 
and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And I have a feeling there might be some new stuff coming along. No spoilers yet, but um, keep tuned in to all this stuff because you know our our special secret channel on Slack has been has been buzzing. Um, you can f- currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? Uh, as always, I am across all social media at Ray Vargas 3 so whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, uh, is Tumblr still a thing? Probably not. But uh, if you do backslash Ray Vargas 3, I'll be there. Also, you can uh, take a look at my artwork on my website, which is RayVargas3.com. So that's been it, folks. We're sorry that we have been um, kind of away. Yes, away and not great with getting episodes out. We've just had a very, very busy um, and and stressful semester, but with the new year, we're hoping to to get a little bit more on top of it. So thank you for your patience and thank you for sticking with us. And hopefully, we'll finish the year strong. But until then, remember this week, keep it geek. This is Frazzly with Frazzlecast. Do you want to talk about World of Warcraft every week with different people and a little bit of geeky stuff? Check out Frazzlecast.com and on all of your favorite podcast players. And remember. Keep it geek. So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes. There are drop-ins. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find the shared desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The shared desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different points of view. That theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brennan Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. <laughs> <laughs>